Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk about the home garden. Alright. Not uh, the sexy topic, but I think definitely if you're going to be a prepper, you're going to take things seriously, you got to have a freaking garden. Right, right. Because nothing says prepared like stuff growing in your backyard. Now, what are some of the reasons, Kevin, that uh, somebody might want to plant a garden in the backyard? What are you thinking? What comes to mind? Well, I mean, you got to be ready with something to eat, right? I mean, you don't want the uh, the world to come to an end and you're eating zucchinis for six months. Sometimes I'm out in the yard and I just freaking want to grab an apple off a tree. Right, right. And then I'm king. Uh-huh. Or walk over and pick, pull a carrot out all covered with dirt and just go to town. You right. never know. Well, when, you know, when, when uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of things that can happen there that can uh, leave you kind of stranded and relying on your garden, you know? I mean, what, is a, what does a grocery store have? Maybe three days worth of food? That's what I've heard, if, three days. If nobody's yeah. panicking and trying to grab everything? Now, obviously, I have lots of horrible, uh, you know, uh, bad things downstairs in the uh, cupboard or whatever. You know, some mac and cheese or right. whatever. I could probably chew on that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have some freeze-dried food that might last me 25 years. But aside of that, fresh food... You know what I've got? What I've got stored up, and I'm just realizing it's a terrible idea. I've got a couple of crates of uh, MREs, right? And uh, I remember being in the Navy eating them, and you didn't like MREs. Well, yeah, but then I just ate one recently. Ah, so much worse than I remember. (laughs) They're terrible. They're terrible. That's bad. So, all right. So the grocery stores might run out of food. If Mm -hmm. what what would cause that? So I mean, right uh, right now the uh, fuel prices are great. You know that's that's pretty uh, impressive, but that Food's doesn't mean moving. they're not gonna. It's not gonna end up being eighteen dollars a gallon in in five years. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility, and uh, so groceries could go up, just get more expensive. And having that garden, right? You know what they used you to call be ready them, to, what yeah. the victory garden yeah. back in the day, and uh, you know, yeah, I like it. EMP attack, growing mm-hmm. your own food. Now, one of the things I, I experienced when I went to to do a garden is first year I didn't get nearly what I thought I would. Yeah. And there are so many lessons you learn Mm -hmm. and mistakes and different things you go through that honestly, it's something you want to start before you need to start. Right. So it's cool to buy what the survival seed vault and have Uh that sitting on the shelf and be like, well, if shit hits the fan, I'm going to freaking go play the garden. That doesn't happen. That Not, doesn't it didn't happen for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe I don't have the green thumb that I should, but I'm getting, you know, better every year. But I assume you don't just start out with everything going great. Right. You got it. One, there's a lot of setup and a lot of prep work goes into it. Right. Um, there's mean, a lot of animals that are looking for a free lunch. And I, that was my main problem. I, I definitely give away a lot of free lunches. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is the birds eat pretty freaking well over at my house. And I don't have pet birds. Uh, they also like to live in my dryer vent and seem pretty content oh, there, yeah? too. That so, sounds like a nice warm area to hang out. Yeah, yeah, it's pleasant. Yep. I'm running over, turning on the dryer all the time. I watch them fly all out. It doesn't matter. I can go up there and pull out the nest, throw it on the ground. Two mm-hmm. days later, they're right back. Yeah. But... All right, so what do you look for when you're going to, uh, you know, pick out a place to plant your garden? 
Well, I mean, obviously, uh, the main thing is sunlight and access to water, right? You right. know, those are the two things that you really need uh, to get a plant growing. All right. Now, I know, I mean, I know we mentioned in in another episode about uh, the, like the hidden garden. And it's kind of cool to have stuff growing all over your yard and, you know, plants that work together and, and you know, in the tree line. I love that. I think that's great. But, you know, again we kind of need to do some volume too. If you're really going to feed your family, you need to get some food out there. Now, if you take that hidden garden seriously, go through it. Mm-hmm. He actually, that guy was pulling out like five gallon buckets of freaking food. He said on the daily. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that, I mean, it gets pretty crazy. I like yeah, it during, uh, you know, during a uh, prime time of the year. You that's really, not crazy. Uh, I can, I can do about that that yeah. much. Yeah. But, but there's oh, a lot no, of time but what we're year. talking about today is you know a big standard garden like right. people think of. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I came across was you know one you want to find a place like you said sunlight, access to water. Um, you want to, for me, I wanted to be able to put a fence around it, and half my yard is rock, and I had to find a place I could freaking dig holes to just. Just put a put fence in. Down, right? You know, yeah. it's not easy to, you know, and you have to think about that kind of thing. The other problem that I ran into is when you pull into the yard, do you want it to be the first per- thing people see? Mm-hmm. Do you want them, one, to know your business? And two, it can be an eyesore. Now, you know, the longer I do this, I have different projects going on and I'm more at peace with things being a little disheveled in the yard. I'm more at peace with, you know, oh, you see my tools and crap all out over there. You see this because I got projects going. Right. And, you know, I don't mind a pile of boards for two, three weeks laying there because, you know what, I only get a chance to work on the weekends. And mm-hmm. it is what it is. You know, if you don't like it, go to your own damn house. <laughs> but that said, you know, decide what's important to you and then, you know, pick your place according. Right. The other thing I noticed is um, I wanted to be able to expand. Mm-hmm. When I, I put in the garden, I know this year I actually added, I think it was, uh, let me think, it was 32 by 12, so something like 480 or something square feet. Uh-huh. I added a lot you know, uh, of expansion because every year I want to go bigger and do more and right. and I, I'm able to manage it more because now I kind of know what I'm doing mm-hmm. um, you know one what yeah well I mean a garden doesn't take that much once you get it moving it doesn't take that much work you have to plant it and you have to weed it so if you can get your kid out there and Ooh, pull them weeds that's the real easy trick getting isn't your kid getting out your there kid to out pull there. some weeds yeah it but gets I mean hot. if you can get if you, if you can get get it started get it running yeah then you can really produce a lot just on spending a couple hours after work every day like that now when i set up my garden um like i said i have a lot of rock in my yard um i ended up having to build uh build a um raised beds right and right. you know so a I lot of people bring in my that. own dirt yeah, yeah it's pretty common mm-hmm. and uh and that way you can kind of control it a little bit now my wife was worried oh you know i don't want to put uh hazardous chemicals and pressure treated wood yeah. and you know they read things about how it used to be arsenic in mm-hmm. yesteryear and right. you know and 
now it's you know supposedly actually i've heard salt water but i know when you do the research they say oh if you have treated uh treated wood for your beds it's going to be uh it can't be organic by right. definition and right. you know different things there's copper and some other crap in there i i don't yeah. really know if that's a problem and if it matters i don't i honestly i i spend a lot of time making sure that my gar- gardens pretty organic you know okay. i don't use pesticides i try and use cedar when i can but you really just can't nobody can really afford to build and maintain a garden completely organically no you know you do the best you can well and and even if you follow the rules what if it's 10 to well, 20 feet from your house yeah, all the asphalt and your shingles when it rains right. does that not matter right um you move it away from your house is it by your leach field does mm-hmm. that matter you know it's it's you get what you get yeah there's you no know? you can't you can't be 100 percent organic you gotta do at least as, you as organic as i'd like to be what if what if it's um you know it's 20 feet off my back deck and my back deck is pressure treated right wood. you know all that runoff is just ending up there yeah. What if I throw uh, mothballs, which cause cancer in California, it turns out. Just in California. And you know what? I read the article. It said, because uh, I'm like, how does it cause cancer? That doesn't even make sense. So I look at the article, and they said they decided that they smell so bad that they must cause cancer. Because nobody would even want to be says, around it that. But it says it's known in the state of California yeah, that it causes cancer. Like, yeah. they know. They know, because if something smells like that, how does it not cause cancer? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Apparently, my ass has been killing people for years. <laughs> but anyway, so the next thing, you got your raised beds. You decide the right type of wood. Maybe you don't have raised beds. You, you know, you have room to till yeah. or do whatever you're going to do. Then you need a proper fence. You you mentioned uh, critters can be a uh, yeah. I had um I had some problems obstacle. with uh, woodchucks. Oh, I uh, hate woodchucks. They're not a problem now. They uh, were my nemesis last yeah. year. I gotta tell you. Yeah. Now I warned all my neighbors if they hear a shotgun going off, not to call the police because it's just me shooting woodchucks. But I haven't uh last year and this year I haven't had any problems. I've had the dogs running them down and like and chewing them up. I like the dogs on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a bunch of things. I know one year. Uh, we, we started out, uh, we planted it. it. It was funny, my whole yard, when I bought it, just had strawberries growing all through the grass, all mixed in yeah. everywhere. And I kind of figured out when I didn't cut the lawn one time what was going on, and I'm like, what the hell? I dug them all up and put, you know, about 20, 30 strawberry plants, started them growing, grew all these beautiful strawberries, and sure enough, in one day, all the birds come in and freaking ate all. Yeah, it seems like they know. They're watching for it for to the be ripeness, right. Because yeah. if you go out there and say, I'm going to get this this strawberry tomorrow my and come back the next day, it's gone. gone. My blueberry bushes. That early bird is. Same thing. He's killing it. Yeah, he's, he's on it. Um, my blueberry bushes, same thing. The birds. So they have netting I put on my uh, blueberry bushes. So, so, you know, it doesn't work great, but it helps. And then actually with my strawberries, ended up making a big chicken wire box that was the same size as my, uh, my raised bed. Mm -hmm. And I set it right on top and that keeps the birds out, but same thing. So I made a, uh, a split rail fence around the garden and I, uh, put chicken wire chicken wire all around it 
And I thought, oh, you know what? I'm so smart. I'm going to dig a, a foot trench all around the garden. I'm going to put the chicken wire down a foot so no freaking rabbits are, you know, coming up underneath it right. and to hell with them, right? And that sounds cool, especially when your yard is all rock and right. there's That's no digging underneath work. it, yeah. you know? And so I put it all up and I, I, I'm king of the world, good for about two years. Then it turns out what started happening is the galvanized or whatever the hell the chicken wire is. Maybe maybe you're correcting me now. I know it's no. not supposed to rust. Right. Turns out it all rusts, and that's okay on its own. However, when you go through with the weed whacker, that rusty <laughs> that chicken wire destroys it, huh? doesn't hold up like you might think. Okay. And so I have this like line along the bottom, and you can go and like every five feet you see it all pulled up and rabbit mm. trails in and out. And then I started putting snares. The, yeah. Did any of them I don't work? Know yet? Anything that that sounds oh, like yeah, a wait, that sounds offense. against the law. Yeah, yeah. I don't right, know never what mind. you're talking about. But um, I'm just saying that might be something you might do. Yeah, I don't no, know. I know I've I've had some uh, some issues with the woodchuck. I I built the fence. And I specifically didn't leave a um, a top bar. Yes. Because woodchuck will climb. Okay. And th- if it's got a top bar to grab onto, it'll just swing itself over. But if it's wobbly on the top, uh, you know, it'll, they won't they won't climb over it. They won't feel comfortable doing right. it. I thought I was good, and then he started going over the gate. I didn't even think about. Of course, the gate's gonna ha- have to have, have a top, a right? solid top. Yep. Yeah. Now so, it's uh, always something. I I, <laughs> I built a, a log wrapped in barbed wire and I just leaned that up right there. It looks very uh very appealing. Very yeah, very ghetto, but nice. uh, it keeps them out. Alright. I can work with that. So then we have uh then after I got all that worked out, now I had read that if you have raised beds and a lot of uneven surfaces, mm-hmm. deer won't jump the fence to come in because they have right. And yours about is built the on the edge on of a steep hill. Right? Steep hill. They have a freaking you know their eyes on the side of the head. Something about depth, depth perception, perception, right? Yeah. And jumping, they're not supposed to like it. But sure enough, about three years into the garden, I go out one morning, freaking. He's standing in the middle of a freaking you know four by four box, just <laughs> chowing down. I'm like, what the hell? So, needless to say. My probably four foot high fence now has eight foot high posts in all the corners and I'm going to be running uh, barbed wire mm-hmm. all the way around for, you know, a couple rows. And I've read that deer can jump eight foot fences and whatever, but that's how high I'm going and we're going to see where this takes us. Mm-hmm. The next step will be, uh, they say, if you put a bunch of uh, like punji sticks in the... Uh, in the ground there, that'll deter them because yeah, they don't well, want to get impaled. Yeah, that sounds like, you know. But no, I don't want it. I got barbed wire. Yeah, I got what if you have to jump the fence? Yeah, it sounds like a goddamn concentration <laughs> camp. <laughs> so you know, it's not really. The but ideal. I mean, it's like you have a couple of hours at the end of your day to figure out how to keep the animals out. They got all day to, get to figure in. out how to uh, get in. That's my chickens trying to mm-hmm. escape. All day. Just freaking digging and digging. And then I come in and throw a log in the hole they dug. And they're like, oh. But they try again tomorrow. Uh-huh. And they just keep going. And uh, but so and then, you know, after uh, that doesn't work with the barbed wire and the uh, the death sticks there, 
then I think we're going to move on to me out in a ghillie suit and a <laughs> sniper rifle yeah. or something. Set up but, some shotgun, shotgun uh, it's, it's traps. It's not going to be good. But, all right, so moving along. Um, and then how about bugs? Same thing. Bugs are another yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been uh, hearing a lot of, uh, I've been talking to people because I didn't have too, too many bugs last year. Just, okay. Just out of luck. But I did have some Japanese beetles uh, get in my beetles. There's not much you can do about them. Yeah. Well, there are uh, Japanese beetle traps. I don't know anything about it. I'm gonna now, look at that. Do you know that, that Japanese beetles are grubs? I didn't know that. No. So if you get rid of the grubs, you get rid of the the Japanese beetles. Now, I thought I was cool because turns out a big section of my lawn is all brown and nasty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, it's grubs because I dig up and I can see them, right? Yeah. And I talk to people and that's what they tell me. And then it turns out that could solve my whole grub or uh, Japanese beetles eating my cherry trees left and mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is a win-win. Well, how do I get rid of the grubs? So there's things called nematodes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They're disgusting. You buy some uh, little plastic ball they send you in the mail. You keep it in your refrigerator. Uh, and they're like, if it smells like fish, maybe it's gone bad. Or maybe it's supposed to smell like fish. <laughs> I'm not sure. But at any rate, you're supposed to take these out and plant them in your yard. Mm-hmm. Problem is, this is like where my little apple orchard and I have apple trees, pear trees, and cherry trees. Everything's all in this section. Well, the deer were kicking my ass with that, eating them like crazy. So what I did was I went and I put garlic all around the trees. Uh-huh. Garlic works great. Stopped all the deer. It's the easiest thing to freaking plant. It grows like crazy. I After you plant it the first time, pretty much you don't end up digging up all of them. Right. And they kind of come back just, on their own. Yeah. And it's awesome. And I love garlic and it's great. Problem is, nematodes eat garlic and destroy it, and oh. then it all rots and is bad. Uh-huh. So I have a brown one with grubs in it, and I'm just dealing with it. So I'm like, <laughs> whatever, I'm not doing the nematodes. Yeah. But of course, I spent $25 on the nematodes before I found out they ate the garlic. Right, right. Because, you know. That's how it works. That's and how then it you works. Ate, you, ate, you lost yeah. all your garlic. So... Yeah. Next thing, you want to find things that you can plant in your garden that might help. If you're not the chemical guy, and, you know, if you are more power to you, do what you want. Mm-hmm. You want to put that kind of thing in your garden, well, I did, okay, um, you do what you got them. Yeah, I do a lot of planting okay. for, uh, you know, specifically plants that try and keep the uh, right. the, the insects out. All right. Um, that works, kind of. You know, you still have to keep an eye on things. Yes. But um, I do... Uh, Marigolds are supposed to be good for, yeah, my for wife, the deer. Yeah, uh, did and, marigolds last mm-hmm. year, and, and that really helped. And they're supposed to be good uh, with mosquitoes as well, I believe. Yeah, I heard that too. And uh, so we did that. Um, putting garlic inside the garden also is a, a, something we're doing this year. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I do. Um, uh, another one that's good is uh, catnip. Yeah. The only problem is that you don't want, you don't want to be gardening, you know, Pulling up weeds and stick your hand in some very cat poop that you didn't know oh, was there. Oh, that doesn't sound like something. So I mean, be that's take that with risk. I've got cats, and so I, you know, I'm careful with that. Uh, basil is good though. Basil, basil, and basil. I mean, you know, you can definitely eat basil and uh, you know use basil for your cooking. It's not a bad thing to have around. All right. So 
now we kind of have a plan and uh, we see what we're going to mm-hmm. do. We're going to set up the garden. And what are you going to put in the garden? Ooh. Yeah, no, I try and vary a lot. But you know what I, I had a lot of success with last year was um, eggplants. Eggplants, eggplants are nice. Yeah, they're, well, they're disgusting. I think they're gross. Uh, a lot of people like them. Away from, you know what it is? If you fry anything, it's good. That's it. And yeah. turns fry out, it if you fry eggplant, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. Have you ever eaten raw eggplant? Oh, that sounds horrible. It makes me. It tastes. I like, just look at it. It's and like, I'm like styrofoam. What the hell is yeah, that? No, it's, it's, That's not it's right. Disgusting. It's the texture that really throws it turns me off. But yeah, um, yeah eggplants. I did uh, uh did pretty good on some on uh, tomatoes. I I was given bags and bags of tomatoes away last year yeah yeah a lot i didn't get any at my house i don't know uh, what happened quite a bit quite a bit and i had um let's see i did uh red peppers all right uh bell peppers yeah and um some anaheim peppers they I were do, pretty good i do very well with peppers in my yard um, mm-hmm. but yeah I'll yeah i try and vary it a lot though you know what i mean yeah. i i have i have eight separate beds all right and you know another thing with the pest though is uh, along with the fence, I have an outer ring of cedar mulch. That helps. And well, crawling bugs—they don't like to crawl across that okay. that desert of cedar. They just don't like the smell of it. So I don't have problems with ants and okay. and things like that to climb in there. Um, you know, kind of going off on a side note there, backtracking, yep. but no, that's... it's definitely uh, definitely been helpful there. Definitely uh, yeah. the youth, useful stuff as it comes up, you know. Yeah, yeah. I never have it all fresh in my mind. So have you? Uh, have you started planning anything? So we've planted yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Turns out you, it's you know spring and we're doing our early planting in the house, but uh, outside the wife planted uh, broccoli, cauliflower, um, and broccoli and cauliflower. Well, that's exactly what I've got planted so far: um, broccoli and cauliflower. I think she has one or two. They're good. More they're good cold weather yeah. to start the start the um, uh, early. It was weird. I think you can do. Uh, it was either kale or something else, but then not some kind of other lettuce that seems like the same thing. You know, I was <laughs> like, yeah. But you know, you got you got to look at the charts and the right. books, and and right. I can't help you. And there. I, you I'm know, sorry. sometimes I mean, I mean, I know we've already started tomatoes. We've already inside, yeah, and we're growing them. Um, we start those up here pretty early, um, inside. Yeah, uh, started pumpkins. Are you doing? I did pumpkins last year and didn't have a, a lot of success. But um, the more I read about it after I planted them, you know, I the more I learned why. I, what a I, lot what of the things I like you need the heating mats and the things mm-hmm. that are crazy. Um, my wife just planted something and she was like, "Oh, you know, the seeds didn't come up. I'm kind of annoyed. It's been a week, whatever." And then she went back to the package, and it was like, "Oh, you need to keep it at 80 degrees, the dirt, right, for it to start." Mm-hmm. And well, yeah, so we weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. So she. And it's funny because we've already bought the heating mats and been down this road. I and mean, she does it, it with yeah. other things. It was just that one slipped by or whatever. Um, so when it comes to planning, I mean, the way I think everybody should try and approach it is um, decide what what's your family eating. Right. You know, I mean, there are a lot of staples and things you should do, but think of what you're you're really going to eat. Right. I can talk. Um, Think about what, you know, I mean, if you guys can eat a lot of beans and you like that, that's cool. Do it. If you're going to eat a lot of peas, do it. You know, mm-hmm. that's great. 
strawberries, you know, what kind of fruits and things do you like? Um, you know, obviously you have to consider what's going to grow in your area, but also think about what you're going to really consume mm-hmm. and how much are you going to really consume? Um, you know, I mean, do you need a billion tomatoes? You said you were, you know, giving them yeah, away. That was well, way maybe much. you're jarring them and mm-hmm. you're doing different things. That's different. But, you know, plan accordingly. Plant the things you like. And that makes it fun, too. Right. When you're, I mean, I know we're big on, you know, salsas, chilies, and, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of things with hot peppers. We do a ton of peppers. And I was going to say earlier, you know, our garden, the peppers just grow up. They're great. You know, we, we never have a problem planting peppers. We never have a problem with garlic. And we love those things. We use yeah. them all the time. We end up going through all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot of uh, cucumbers just because I like making pickles. Yeah. And, you know, they end up tasting pretty good. We do just the standard, you know, whatever the company that does the Canon stuff. They mm-hmm. have the like a standard. the little kit you see at the grocery okay. store. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I don't even know who it is. Whoever makes the jars or whatever. But um, so anyway, those the pickles are awesome and very, you know, like you expect and like you'd think you'd want it to be. Right. You know, like you go to the German deli and it's like that. Mm-hmm. You're just like, oh, that's just good, you know. And it's funny, you go to like these fairs and different things and they're selling the pickles for like $8. And I'm like, that tastes exactly like what we make. <laughs> but no, but it says on the label, artesian pickles. Uh, that's what makes it that's different. That's the key? Yeah. Now, I... um. I I was talking to my uh, video gaming daughter today, yes. and uh, she was she was concerned that we were doing a prepping podcast, All right. and we weren't worried about zombies in our garden because apparently there's a video game called Plants for Zombies. Really? And I asked her. I said, "Should I be concerned about finding the specific plants that attack the zombies?" And she's like, "Well, now you're just being ridiculous." <laughs> <laughs> and yet it's called Plants vs. Yeah, right, zombies. Right. Right. So apparently, I don't know if there are plants that actually attack zombies. There's a video game that says there is. I don't know what the names of those plants are, but but if you tried to get them, you'd be ridiculous, right? If zombies right. showing up trying to steal your cucumbers, that might happen. Apparently, but yeah, I thought they don't were, go too um, far. They were uh, flesh eating something. Brains, but I don't know. Whatever. Brains, whatever. All right, you know, to each his own. But, uh, you know, back to... to yeah, did, now, do you, uh, yes. do you do any compost? No, tell me I've about been, uh, compost. I've been composting quite a bit, actually. and um, The wife does, and I kind of get in the way of that. You know, we have yeah. uh, the chicken manure. Um, my problem is she always wants to compost the chicken manure. And to me, it's mixed with wood chips that are acidic. And I'm like, that's just hurting things. Well, you want to, you want to, you have to mix it up quite a bit. You have now, to, you have to, like I, what I do is I collect, uh, I've got two, two compost bins right next to each other. All right. I made them out of pallets. They're, you know, the chicken wire on the inside to keep yeah. all the good stuff, you know, from falling out the edges. And, um, I did, uh, raked up all my leaves last year. I know there's there. always coffee grounds on my counters. That's somehow yeah, part of Yeah, coffee this. grounds, excellent. Right. Now, but that's, I mean, you want you want brown and green All right. uh, mixed together. You want to keep it moist. Okay. So what I do is I use the leaves, and then I use my all my cuttings from inside the house. That, that would be coffee grounds, all right. uh, trimming any vegetables. All right. um, banana peels are great for it. Uh-huh. Coffee, ground, uh, coffee grounds, I said um, right. eggshells. Eggshells are another great yes. one. 
So you want to you want to mix it up. Leaves are great, but they're not going to just break down on their own. You have to you have to you know get some fresh stuff in there. Uh, keep it moist and keep turning it over. You don't want layers of you know leaves and a layer of grass cuttings, and you want to mix it all up and get it get it kind of activating. All right. Um, you know, I I some people can get it to down to like two months where they can put the stuff in there, and two months later they got dirt. I'm not quite that good. All right. See, know. I thought it was a year or two. No, yeah, no, nah, it's it's really eighteen months. Is okay. if you're gonna if you're gonna load up a compost bin and forget about it. Right. You're looking at a year and a half to get really good rich dirt. Now I am but, planning on back to when I said about you don't want to come into the yard and be an eyesore. Mm-hmm. I set up a uh, chicken coop pretty much first thing you hit right when you come in the yard mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out that isn't exactly appealing in my wife's eyes. Oh really? Turns out. Well, it sounds like a good idea because I I used to when I was a kid I used to break into a, an, an old junkyard. All right. And they had attack chickens. Ah, the attack chicken yeah, trick. So, I mean, All maybe right. that's a good thing. So they're moving to the backyard. <laughs> Release the chickens. <laughs> they're moving to the backyard, and uh, it turns out they have some great dirt that they've been pooping and mixing up uh-huh. for a long time. And uh, I nice. think that's gonna you know, that's gonna move go down. in there, huh? Move down to the garden, so that's going to be a big plus. But uh, so I was kind of excited about that. Now, so the compost and how would you set it up? You told me what goes in it. Yeah, well, what I did was I. Well, what uh, do you do with it? I had about I had about ten uh, pallets. Okay. And uh, what I did was I built just two square boxes on three sides, so it was really about five pallets is what I used on the initial box. Okay. You know, I did, uh, you know, two across the back and then one coming out of the middle and one coming out on each end. And then I used the rest of the pallets um, to build gates on the front so I could open and close them. All right. And uh, line the inside with chicken wire. Yeah. You know, just staple the kind of staple gun to just to, right. yeah, just to hold, yeah. keep it from falling out through. Right. And, uh, you know, I just keep a pitchfork right next to it. And uh, every time I'm out in the yard, I just, you know, you give do, it a you, you turnover. You yeah. turn through it. And I keep a two five-gallon buckets next to it. And then, you know, if it rains, then I got the water right there. I'll just pour one in, you know, a couple days after the rain and then the other one a couple days later. You know, usually uh, we get enough rain in the northeast here that, that I can keep on top of it. I usually have about a half inch of water on, on each of those five-gallon bucks and just... Yeah. Throw it on top, you know, just to keep it a little bit moist. Keep it moist, huh? Yeah. Now, I know when uh, we used to work, I used to work with the Poos back in the day. They used to uh, run airlines through it, keep the bugs active yeah, and excited. Yeah, aerating, yeah. And uh, yeah, a lot of people like say... Um, composting or no? The, com- well, the, the compost, you want to do that. You know, I do that by turning it over. They say a lot of people say to throw straw and sticks on the bottom okay. when you start. Something lighter, Just to yeah. keep it up, to keep things up off the ground okay but i mean it's you know compost is really one of those things that's like set and forget you know you don't you don't have to invest your entire life in compost you know get it going throw your stuff in there and then use it when when you're starting it it. yeah all right it's not a that's not a full composting isn't a full-time job just something to keep in the in the back of your mind you know all right if you invest five minutes a day it's right. too much. And then we're just ready to throw once we get this down to dirt. We just mix it in and we're Yeah, what in. I did what I did this year, I like to, you know, you uh, turn your gardens 
you like turn up the dirt and mix things down. It turns out the wife doesn't like when I step in the garden. That's oh no! A, no. No. Got in a little bit of trouble there. <laughs> Can you come here and help me? And right, then, and then oh, you're jerk. What did you do? Yeah. But it turns out she had to get some kind of weird hay fork kind of thing. It's a little fatter, looks a little bit different, and she lifts up the dirt. That somehow helps out a lot. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just wanted to buy some kind yeah, of you want to have uh, you want to have air fork, in your dirt. Yeah, you want it aerated. I um, what I did was I I dug up each bed, okay, threw it into the bed next to it, yeah, dumped a wheelbarrow compost in, then threw the dirt back on top of it and mixed it in. Okay, you know it was it's a little bit of work, but you got to work for it sometimes. Right. You know if you want a want a good healthy base for your plants. You know, you don't want to spend a lot of money on Miracle Grow. All right, you make your compost and you do the work. You will uh, concur that uh, every year it gets a little bit better. You get mm-hmm. a little bit better yields. Obviously, yeah. the weather can kind of change things, but for the most part, you learn yeah. how to protect your there's garden. A good, you learn what will yeah, grow. There's a good four months out of the year where, you know, I really don't have to buy any vegetables. Right, and that's uh, you know that's a big a big plus when it comes to. When it comes to honestly, the bottom line of your budget. the healthier family, it should help out. Right. You know, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's all in my head and I'm crazy. You know, hey, it, it's important to stay healthy. It's important to stay fit and ready, you know? And eating, your diet is a big part of that. If you're eating McDonald's every day, you're not going to be ready. You've got to get your vegetables. Got to get your lean meats. Man, you know, do it right. Take care right. of yourself. Now, I understand, you know, everybody, this may be not, you know... The action excitement episode. So I do have a treat for you. I heard that Kevin has some breaking news. Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news right here on the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Basic Badass Podcast. Breaking news. This just in. Chubacabra has been found. The Chubacabra. Now, you guys, we all know about the Chubacabra. Tell us a little history of the Chubacabra. Uh, Chubacabra, I think, actually, I think Chubacabra started in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, is where I they think. First that saw sounds it. right. And yep. then maybe the, the 40s, 50s, something like that. It was, it was an animal that apparently was sucking the blood out of... Uh, sucking the blood out of the, the goats out of and chickens. chickens and goats, yep. Yeah. And they've been a lot of hoaxes so far. I, You know, I'm... I'm not fully committed to this one, but I saw the video and it looks pretty. It looks pretty good. You'll stand on it. It looks pretty it. serious. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have to prove to me that it's not real before I'm gonna believe it. All right. And uh, so we do have a video. Yep, we're gonna try and throw this video up yeah. on the uh, website, mm-hmm. and so you all be able to go to you know preppingbadass.com. Click through the articles, search for Chubacabra. Chubacabra. He's out there, man. And I did I ever tell you that I, I heard a Chubacabra in my backyard? I never saw him. Tell me about this Chubacabra was, in your backyard. <laughs> I was sitting out in the in the very back of my yard by my fire pit out by the woods one night. And I, I had crazy neighbors at the time. And they had a crazy uh, 11-year-old girl. All right. And I swear to God, just outside of where I could see the fire... You know, where the light show would show. I heard this, like, 11-year-old girl just screaming at the top of her lungs. And it just, like, immediately was like a horror movie. I knew, like... <laughs> and I, I thought it was the girl, but then, obviously, that doesn't make any sense. Why would she be out in the woods in the middle? And then it slowly turned into, like, a, a growl. Oh. I've never heard anything like this. And I talked to my neighbor. All right. He says it's a bobcat mating call. 
I think that's a load of crap because he didn't hear what I heard. This, <laughs> this was something I... This is something that's like straight out of a horror movie. I almost peed my pants. Whoa, whoa. I turned around and looked over at my, my wife to see what she thought. And all I saw was her ass <laughs> running into the house. Nice. Now, so I, I, went out, I went in and got a flashlight. But by the time I got back to the house and back out, there wasn't anything back there. Nothing back there. No. All right. So you saw the Chupacabra. I saw the that's video what, of the Chupacabra. You saw the video. Yeah. All right. Now... Up till now, what was what was the thought when you picture a chupacabra in your head prior to today? They, they say what scaly, scaly skin. All right, hairless, hairless, uh, fangs, teeth, yeah, claws. I, I recall fangs. I heard big claws. Right, check, check, and check. <laughs> <laughs> I like your confidence. Yeah, and this was not. This was not like a two-second video of something like lurking like through in the, the shadow. woods. Yeah. Like, oh, there now, goes this is up close, nope. in a cage. It's in the cage, ripping the cage apart. Biting through the wire, so, right? Yeah, biting through the wire cage. That was kind of some thick, uh, I think they call it rabbit wire. Yeah, and they've, they got, they've got a good, uh, you know, a good long video of this thing in there. Fighting to get it, out. It looks pretty good, guys. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited. I think you're going to have to check it out. PreppingBadass.com, Chubacabra. Chubacabra, he's here. He's so, here, he's queer, get used to it. <laughs> oh, I don't know, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> I think you guys are going to like it. Exciting events. And anything else. So, as always, go to PreppingBadass.com, mm-hmm. check out the Chubacabra. Right, right. Check you us can, out uh, on uh, Facebook. I, I did post a link on our Facebook. If you're a regular follower, you might have uh, caught it. Uh-huh. Then where can they email us? And they can email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. All right, all right. And you can also follow us on Twitter at, at preppingbadass.com. Oh, are we on Twitter now? Com. I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Oh. You might check out hashtag prepping like this, badass. This whole this whole like uh, computer world is like just blowing my mind. I can't keep track of it. I can't no. keep up to date. We're everywhere. All right. So with that, stay safe. We will see you guys next week. And that's it. All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs>
the destination for outdoor entertainment. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.